You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quarter Life Crisis. I'm Soraya. I'm Daryl. And I'm Harry. He's back. <laughs> I never left. <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode, we'll be talking about festivities. Yes, uh, because, because Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> happy New Year. And usually around this time, you have back to back. So you have Christmas, and then immediately after Christmas is New Year. And we are lucky this time Chinese New Year is around the corner as well. So we're going to be talking about how festivities has changed throughout the years. And I'm pretty sure Christmas this year was very much different to how it was when we were. Kids. I don't celebrate Christmas, okay. but we do like jive into the mood a bit. I bought my parents some stuff, my brother something, but I never got things. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> you have to make it up to you during your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a season yeah. for giving. It's not yeah. for receiving. <laughs> <laughs> Other than having good food I think that's pretty much it lah Unless there is like A friend who organised A party or something yeah. But yeah. because we avoided that Because of what's going on For the past year So we didn't have that Then we just celebrated A couple of drinks Have some good food That's all lah But is it a yearly thing? It's more like Are we in the mood for it or not? Because oh, I'm so not Christian when, yeah, yeah I'm not Christian So I don't celebrate it religiously right, okay. So it's mm-hmm. something that For me and my family Do we want to jive into it? Mm-hmm. Or we just take it as a regular day off right. Just the reason for you to get it with your friends Okay <laughs> <laughs> How is Christmas like for you every year? Kind of like Harry Oh we see our neighbours Because our neighbours are very big on Christmas They put their tree up in November And then you can hear them singing singing, singing. I'm like hmm, Maybe we should cook something nice So that's been Christmas for us I remember we were not religious either So we never really celebrated celebrated it But we got a tree when I was a kid Because we saw our neighbour's tree And my brother and I were like Can we have one? So my parents somehow Found a second hand Christmas tree That was kind of going bald All the needles falling off All the no more leaves already But they're like It's a fake one right? A fake lah Yeah yeah And then nah kids Here a Christmas tree for you And then they actually Decorated it I don't know how For two people Who are so un-Christmassy They actually pulled Some ornaments together Also second hand Don't know from Mm -hmm. where I still remember My favourite Christmas Was 1999 And the Backstreet Boys Had just released The album Millennium And that was my favourite Christmas gift ever From my parents And do you still have the tree? No That bald (laughs) tree Got got completely bald Completely bald and then chucked out into the DBKL and came and took it away but it was a very sort of like half-hearted attempt at Christmas but I mean to my parents credit they saw that their kids were into the idea of Christmas yeah. even though the true meaning of it was lost on us as children so it's just a festivity it's a festivity it's about the fun and it's about the getting presents like when you're a kid who doesn't love presents right exactly. so that yeah. was us we just wanted presents I wanted the Backstreet Boys' album so, so our neighbors sounded like a textbook Christmas family textbook Christmas family and we were just the copycat Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but how's it like now? Do you still celebrate? Now it's with the chosen family. Ah. So in recent years, my group of friends, they also like the whining and dining, the right. getting together, the gift exchange. It's still about the presents. But now we do it. We have rituals. We actually have rituals where we do it every single year. Everyone brings gifts for everyone. We'll eat a massive meal and then we open the presents. Huh? And that's fun. It's all about just celebrating yeah. being together. Just being together. So yeah, that's me. What about yeah. you, Daryl? Yeah. So I celebrated Christmas ever since I was 
was young. I'm Christian. Every year, it was the festive season I actually look forward to. I also celebrate Chinese New Year with my family. But Christmas was something which I was very, very excited about because as kids, you know, you love toys. There's a lot of excitement right there because yeah. when I was younger, I used to love Hot Wheels mm. and I used to get a lot of Hot Wheels. You know, those tracks that you could connect to each other. Mm. I used to get all those remote control cars and then as soon as I got older, I liked figurines, Star Wars mm. toys and whatnot and I still do. So for those of you listening, the I still like The more square the box, the more the excitement. <laughs> the right? bigger the box, the better. And then when you shake it and there's a sound, you're like, yeah. oh my God, Hot Wheels, you open a jigsaw puzzle. Like, yo. Ah, <laughs> there's one time I remember I had a box. It's quite heavy. It's, I think among all my Christmas presents, this is something which I really love the most is when my dad bought me a PlayStation 2. Wow. So, so usually, right, if it's a Star Wars toy, whatever toy it is, right, when you shake it, you can hear because it's like many different pieces. It's when you're shaking, oh, it's damn heavy, but then it doesn't have sound. Oh, PlayStation. And I got it pretty late because all my friends already had and I had it maybe three, four years after it came out. And that was the best Christmas for me. Well, that's um, so much better than my Backstreet Boys album. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be lying if I say I still look forward Do to Christmases not? now. No, I mean, I still look forward. It's just less excitement now. Mm. Which actually brings on to the next part of this conversation is about how Christmas has changed. For me, the pivoting moment when Christmas changed for me was when my grandfather passed away. Because when my grandfather was around, like, you know, like, like every other festivity, your grandparents are sort of the reason why everyone gather. And everyone used to meet up at my grandparents' home. Lah. Okay, yeah, it's fun giving your gift to someone and seeing them opening it yeah. if they're a kid or not. But it's even better when you're buying a gift for your grandparents and you see them and you really enjoy it. It's even more satisfaction right there. Yep. So I guess that was Christmas for me. And when he passed away, there was still my grandmother, but then there was still half a reason gone to celebrate Christmas. You see what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, oh, and sad. since then, Christmas changed. Adulthood happened from a person who's just going over to my grandparents' house after church and eating and receiving gifts. Now it's, I've got to buy gifts too. Oh. Because you're <laughs> yeah. earning. Yeah, I enjoy giving them, but still, uh, it's not as fun as just completely receiving. Uh, like I said, yeah. <laughs> 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 who was the one? It. <laughs> who was the one just now who was like, uh, it's Harry? It's <laughs> yes, all about giving, Harry. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I know yeah. what you mean. Come Christmas, it's like, you know you got to set aside a few hundred bucks. And yeah, with this group that I was telling you guys about, one gift is not enough. Yeah. One becomes two and you're like, oh, but you would like that also. Just bought three gifts for this person. But can I only give this person three gifts? Everyone has to get three gifts also. Right. So then you just, yeah. And when you're much younger, you allocate like maybe 30 bucks a person or something. Now you go lah. Like, whatever mall what 30 ringgit you want to buy you get right. nothing out of it but now right when you are at this age where you can afford stuff right if you have gatherings with friends and gift exchange right for me the best part is like messing with them yeah. where oh. you can afford two different things you buy something <laughs> which is less worth of something where they get like oh man are you serious you're giving me this but then you surprise them like ha here's a yeah. one <laughs> or you have like you wrap the Christmas present like damn pretty right but actually inside it's like three or four copies of newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Such a troll. Yeah, mean, no, that's fun. That's like totally the fun, fun part I've never done it, yeah. it before. But you know, since you talked about losing your grandparents, mm. I think, you know, off the mic, we were talking about how like when our grandparents passed away, that changed Chinese New Year mm. for us. So this is actually something that all of us have in common. We lost a grandparent or grandparents and, you know, things were changed forever. Yeah. So Harry, do you want to tell us about how Chinese New Year changed for you? Yeah, so for the past 10 years since my grandma has passed, I've been seeing less and less of my relatives. Sometimes we don't even see each other within the whole year. And mostly it's because like, 
I think a lot of family encounter this is that when your grandparents pass, the siblings of your parents, your aunties and uncles, if you guys are not like tightly bonded since a young age, right. and the only reason that each other meet is because they are visiting their, their grandparents from... Yeah. Because a lot of my relatives are actually migrated. The oh. ones in Malaysia are staying out of state. So in the most recent years, we only seen each other during Chengming. We go back to Ipoh to mm. pray my grandparents. I mean, that's another reason because of the grandparents yeah. we meet again. Even in death, they are still uniting their Yeah, so thankfully, it's mm. something that's bonding us together. It's mm. our grandparents or their parents. Like. Chinese New Year has lost, for me, like, it's lost a lot of the festivity because it used to be a real ritual. We would go back to Ipoh to visit the grandparents, right? You know, we were kids, we'd bring our soft toys in the car, we'll sing the songs, we'll get to the house in Ipoh and there'll be the big reunion dinner table because we you have to sleep in the house I'm like yeah, no aircon <laughs> you just, oh my god the room smells so weird so yeah those were all my memories they were very vivid they were iconic because it was just a way to mark the passing of time yeah. every year you know that this is gonna happen and I would get to see all my cousins and then you would visit all these aunts and uncles you would get to meet all these different people mm. once a year and we just stopped last. so after my grandmother passed away then not long after that my granddad was put into an old folks home so that's really when everything yeah. just kind of stopped and then it got to the point where I think after I started working every Chinese New Year I would actually try and run away I would travel somewhere and you so, still do well unfortunately this year I won't be escaping anywhere in the past few years it got to the point where my friends asked me hey where are you running to this year and my parents at first were like oh, I can't believe that you're doing this but then come Chinese New Year they're just on their phones at home anyway so it's mm-hmm. like there's not much going on so what's the point mm-hmm. in me staying around I really? think what's sad is like you and your cousin you guys were growing up you can't wait to see each other yes, every year yeah. and then like no, you just Somewhere along the years That you guys have become Like strangers to each other mm-hmm. When yeah. you see each other You know who they are what And you after do you, don't like, you, you, ask, you don't know what you to ask, say You ask What are you up to What have you been doing It's like You're going through an interview man yeah. <laughs> Then you're like Everybody's on their phone For me Chinese New Year every year Has been very exciting When I was much younger Mainly because Back then I had a kampung My grandfather passed away When I was very young But my grandmother Just recently passed away About 4 years ago Back then we had A kampung house in Malacca Big compound he had durian trees rambutan trees big kampung house like he had land so every time when we went back there's this like you said that sentiment of going back to something yeah. uh, every year there's memories of things that we've been doing in that house yeah. our cousins come back you used to play badminton you play football yeah. you do whatever before the age of smartphones we yeah. didn't have Astro in that house and we still had so much fun yeah. so we did for fun we put on concerts also we sang mm. and danced what? wow Sraya oh god <laughs> I'm not dancing okay but anyway sorry Dara here I am hijacking your story back to you Please. <laughs> but yeah, similar to what you said, in my kampung, yeah, we didn't have aircon and all, but we slept on mattresses on the floor. Mm. So it's very communal kind of living for about one week. So the longer we stayed, the happier we were. When my grandma got older, she couldn't live alone anymore. So that house was sold and then she moved to KL and she was living with my aunt. Not everyone who would go to Malacca to visit my grandparents last time would go to KL. So half your relatives already are gone. You don't know where they are or what they were doing. And I can't even remember who they were. <laughs> Right, <laughs> And when she passed away That very little uh, relative that I had Even fizzled out Because my grandmother was no more And even my closest relatives They started having disputes And then that fizzled off So Chinese New Year now Is very much another holiday I just go back to my aunt's place Where my grandmother used to live mm. We just sit down, we eat But there's no excitement anymore There's nothing to look forward to anymore You don't get Not any much Ang Pao's Yeah, you do receive And I'm very thankful for Ang Pao's Don't get me wrong But it's nothing I look forward to anymore 
Yeah. I remember when we were kids, Ang Pao's were really the be all and end all because we yeah. didn't have a salary. That was like, yeah. wow. That one thing like you have targeted to buy, this is my yes. chance to gather the most yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still very much appreciated <laughs> but it no longer is that thing that you look forward to exactly. all year long. Because if I wanted to buy myself a treat, I could do it tomorrow. You know, I don't have to wait and yeah, the Chinese yeah. year for the Ang Pao, right? Yeah, that's your only income throughout the whole year. The income of a five-year-old. Yeah, and then last Ang time Pao. when you get people sleeping in one ringgit into your Angpa pack you'll be very thankful and now like, you sleep in one ringgit might as well not come see you like, you know <laughs> I mean it's yeah. sad but it's true yeah. <laughs> and even the non-monetary things like togetherness family yeah. it doesn't look like it's that exactly and it is still there for all of us to a certain degree but it's not the same yeah especially like I was the younger batch of the cousins whoever is elder than me some of my cousins already have a family right. so they have a family that have their extended family so like the chances of everybody getting back together are a bit tough compared right. to everyone back then were kids it's like kind of what I said just now about chosen families and the families yeah. that you create right. whether it's your own family that you start yourself yeah. or a family that you you know your friends who become like family la. sometimes it almost becomes like an obligation that you dread for some families to have to go and spend Chinese New Year with them because like, I'm thinking of a friend of mine who was forced every Chinese New Year to have the reunion dinner and they would have it but she hates reunion dinner because it's literally like her dad, her mom, her brother and her grandmother who had Alzheimer's at the time and couldn't really recognize any of them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we sit at dinner, it lasts half an hour, no one says a word to each other and then we all just scatter like cockroaches. We can't wait to just get it over yeah. with and finish. So it becomes like, what even is the point of this family obligation? Mm. For her, it was really yeah. just ticking a box. Right. And that's also really sad. But in that case, then sometimes it's like, do you really need to do that then? Yeah, maybe we don't need to fulfill these obligations. Yeah, but I think Chinese New Year is like a festive where it has its transitional period as you get older. Like Chinese New Year was a different meaning to you when you were a kid and I think it pretty much leaves out the same thing through your teenage years and now you're working. You don't see the excitement and then maybe in future you progress, you get married. You have your husband, your wife and then that's where you You get create your own. Yeah, you create your own Chinese New Year memories. Like yeah, Right, so it's almost like it's in waves lah. You know, the meaning of Chinese New Year changes over time. It really fluctuates and the amount of joy you derive out of Chinese New Year also fluctuates as time goes on. I think crisis is where we start feeling bored about Chinese New Year and then maybe something will drive it like maybe in four or five years time. I don't know. If we're all married with families and stuff, then maybe we'll be like, woo, Chinese New Year, can't wait. Can't wait. Oh no, maybe not because then we have to give Ang Pao. You'll probably dread your in-laws as well. <laughs> so you know Speaking of in-laws This is a common thread Through all the festivals And gatherings Where you see your Aunts and uncles Who you haven't seen in a year It's just that ultimate question lah, When you're getting married Do you guys get that question? You want a Chinese version Or an English version? <laughs> a little bit of both Both <laughs> So the auntie would go like that's the Chinese version And then the uncle will come and like So, where are you getting married? Basically <laughs> so, the translation English translated But yeah. it's just simplified Because yeah, the uncle is normally Straightforward, yeah, yeah, straightforward. That's right. No beating around the bush yeah, the So, so how, how do you respond? Huh? Like, I'm single Let me leave <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you have kind of Been able to dodge it Yeah, because I, I think That doesn't happen That often for guys Because a lot of us yeah. like mainly we dodge it off with like oh, I'm just busy with my career mm, I want to yeah, work yeah. like get a stable financial like so on lah that normal thing like I want to buy a house 
I'm gonna buy a car first, then I'll get to it planning for marriage. Yeah. Like for women, it's normally different. They will say like, wow, you this age already. Uh, after yeah. by the time you get pregnant already, uh, you are already at this age. Uh, very high risk. Uh. Then like blah, blah, so on and so on. Uh. Then that's why that question struck girls more than guys. Uh. My family has generally been quite, yeah, even the aunts and uncles, they don't actually really ask that much. Yeah. Is but it I, because you established that? No, don't ask me this question or not. No, I think the answer just came to me because there's a lot of divorce and broken marriages. They all learn from the mistakes. I think, of yeah, the elders. there has been like at least three divorces or like someone had a side chick <laughs> and that led to the dissolution of the marriage. And then some were like separated, but like no one ever talks about it. Such mm. a cowboy town. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So I think that's why no one's really pressured me or my other cousins. I have like, yeah, a lot of female cousins who are older than me who have never ever been bothered and it's like part of it is that you know they've seen a lot of divorce and broken marriages yeah. but I think another thing is just the mindset maybe they're a little more my relatives are a bit more I don't know progressive, progressive. they don't really see the need to tie a woman right. to the domestic setting necessarily but like on the opposite end like has any one of them told you it's right don't get married huh? you see a lot of problems in our family huh? <laughs> hey please huh? don't get married <laughs> <laughs> wow no and that's strange considering I had an uncle who was teaching me about gambling on racehorses when I was eight wow what an uncle <laughs> what an uncle and yeah, yeah. So it's interesting you ask that because no, no one ever really, yeah. My family members, so far, no one has been, I think, asking me to get married or not to get married. I think mainly because I think every time someone asks me that or something, I'll be like, ah, whatever, like, you know, I, I just show zero interest in whatever <laughs> they're saying, you know, because I hate it, like, it's like my life, my business, like, you know, you don't say both, like, simple as that, like. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about how festivals have changed for us over the years, but how do you feel about celebrating Chinese New Year this year? Well, I think this year, looking at how the figures are, I think it'll be very out of the ordinary as well. Because like, you can't have your reunion dinners like how you used to because you can't have big family. I think it's going to be another sort of face to how Chinese New Year is changing for all of us. Not mm. for the good, but for the worst. Mm. Because whatever remaining family that you had, your elders in your family are getting much older. So you don't want to crowd the house with too many people either because it's risky. But to me, to be really honest, Chinese New Year is going to be just another plain holiday. It's just where you sit down at home eat probably not as much fancy reunion dinner food because you have lesser people with the potluck yeah for me I think for the next few years of Chinese New Year it's probably going to be the same for me to like take a break from work because I'm really I'm a workaholic <laughs> Mm. And taking a break from work Other than that I think It's more of giving What you can afford To buy for your family During the Chinese New Year yeah. I think for me Chinese New Year is A time where you show Your parents And your grandparents You're doing well out there And okay. they don't need to worry About you anymore mm-hmm. mm. Yeah How am I feeling about it this year? So where are you headed to This Chinese New Year? Chuti Malaysia Any plan? For Chinese New Year? No No Bedroom to living room yeah <laughs> long distance journey from the bedroom to the living room I mean I was saying this late last year as well because my birthday is late in the year mm. so November 2020 I was just sort of like I don't feel like there's anything to celebrate and I sort of still feel like that now so we'll just see how the rest of the year pans out cool. hopefully by the next celebration Hari Raya things will be a bit more back to normal I love celebrating Hari Raya alright well that was our episode of the quarter life crisis sorry if we ended on a little bit of a bleak note <laughs> still happy new year again happy new year everyone <laughs> New and year. happy Chinese New Year Gong Si Fa Chai Wow I can still get the intonation right well, I don't Was think right? I need to proof my <laughs> You guys heard me speak Chinese ah, earlier already true, right? that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, proficient yeah. in three languages <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much again Harry For joining us for this episode of The Quarter Life so Crisis no 
problem, guys. And uh, also, if you liked our intro and outro music, well, that was done by Nidusmas Music. You can check him out on Instagram. N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S Music, which is Samsudin backwards music. I'm Soraya. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Harry. If friends want to get on a podcast, just DM the both of them. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, please. Any right. interesting topics, you've got something to get off your chest that relates to the quarter-life crisis, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to have you on the show. Till next time. <laughs> Bye.